Hey, spooky friends. What up, what up? How are you today, Kat? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Kat was a birthday girl yesterday. What? Yeah, it was, it was my birthday. And thank you everyone that commented in the Facebook group and wished me happy birthday. That was so sweet of you guys. Happy, happy, happy birthday to you. Hey! <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so today we're doing another submission episode because we have lots of submissions from you fine folks telling us all your spooky experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's our favorite. But before I say that, I do need to tell you guys something. Just a really quick little something. Um, I've had some people ask me, what's a good way to support the show? I love your show, blah, blah, blah. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for wanting to do that. The easiest and bestest way to support True Hauntings and Scary Stories is probably to go to our Patreon link that is in the show notes and join the lowest tier, believe it or not. It's only $2.50 a month. And you get all of our bonus episodes. We do two bonus episodes every month. And you get all the ones we've previously done, plus whatever we do while you're a member. It's two bucks and 50 cents a month. And that is the most effective way to support the show. So there you go for the few of you that did ask that question. Thank you so much. All right, folks. So we got some spooky stories that have been submitted to us by listeners. Our first one, and by the way, Kat has not heard any of these. I have not. It's a fully reactionary podcast. (laughs) So this one is from Joanna, and it says, Good afternoon. I am loving the podcast and decided it was time for me to tell you my story. Yes, girl. Rather than one single event... I'm going to do my best to summarize what it was like growing up in a very actively haunted house. My parents bought the house I grew up in when I was eight. We were a family of four at the time, mom, dad, my sister, and myself, and it seemed like a mansion compared to the small apartments we were used to. The house was built in the late 1800s, and it was the first house in the area to be built. It was a two-story, nine-room home that didn't believe in having hallways. All the rooms were connected, and the only way to walk through the second floor was to walk through each bedroom. That's weird. No, that's just how they were built. Our house is very similar. Hmm. Um, it's It's a heating and cooling thing. Ah. Okay, well, I could see that. That seems logical. To paint a quick picture of the layout, going from the front of the house to the back on the first floor was the living room, dining room, then the kitchen. Second floor had three bedrooms in a row and a small bathroom tucked up by the top of the stairs. My first encounter happened about a year after we moved in. I woke up in the middle of the night because my cat had jumped onto the bed. But when I looked over to see her, I saw something that is hard to describe. A large white oblong orb was moving across my room. It had to be six feet tall. I couldn't see through it, and it didn't have any features. 
It was moving from the far left toward my bed, and when it got to the foot of my bed, I pulled the blankets over my head in absolute terror for what seemed like forever. I eventually fell asleep. When I went downstairs the next day, my mother looked at me and asked me what was wrong. I explained the entire thing to her, and she just looked at me, not surprised, but sad for me, that I was so afraid. After trying to help me explain it away as a car headlight or something like that, it wasn't. She finally admitted that we had a ghost, and she'd had her own encounters with it. But not to worry, because it was just a little girl and wasn't here to hurt us. I could write in a whole other email about her experiences. As in her mom's experiences, I guess. Oh boy. After that night, the next 11 years were filled with fascinating and terrifying experiences. Every night you would hear someone walk across the entire length of the top floor and down the back stairs, creaking the whole way. I got out of the shower one time and the sink faucet was just running on full blast for funsies. <laughs> I thought I heard my little sister crying outside my bedroom door, but when I opened it, no one was there and oh yeah, she wasn't even home. Oh boy. I got hit with a rubber ball that flew from an empty room. I've had doors slammed in my face on more than one occasion when I was trying to leave a room. My sister saw a full manifestation of the little girl standing in the kitchen next to the stove and said she was about the same height as it. She's called out the name Michael a few times, not sure who that is. We had a blanket hanging on the entrance to the stairs to block the heat from going upstairs, and when I went to push it aside, I hit someone. I stepped back and apologized to no one. Yep, I touched a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Creeped me the F out, she says. Things, uh, These things all happened here and there over the course of my time. But the thing that probably happened most frequently to me was, at least once a week, I would wake up to the feeling of the bed going down on one side, like someone had sat on the other end of it. But you guessed it, nope. In my early 20s, my mom was diagnosed with and eventually passed away from cancer. She was on hospice in our house, and towards the end, she would say she could see the spirits in the home. Once she passed away, the shift in the energy was palpable, and there hasn't been a spooky occurrence ever since. I like to think she found the little girl and walked her to where she was meant to be. I'm so sorry about your mom passing. Never easy to lose a parent, regardless of age. Yeah. 11 years, though. That's that's a long time to have experiences. Yeah, and it sounds like they were steady the whole time. Yeah. So she kind of grew up like you did, and just mm -hmm. always having stuff around. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Joanna. That was an awesome... I'd, I'd be interested to know where that house was located and, you know, if you were able to ever find any history about the house. She like actually has a PS. Okay. She has a PS that okay. says, even though my family has tried to research the history of the home, we've never been able to find any reason for the haunting. 
Oh, okay, okay. But, you know, I've heard of it before where somebody can pass away close to that property and then for whatever reason they're drawn to it. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that happened. Maybe the little girl is from somewhere nearby. Could be. I don't know, but that's a good one. The end, though. What? Ugh. Tearjerker. Mom takes all the ghosts with her. Okay, <laughs> you're done scaring my kids. We gotta yeah. go now. Okay, so our next submission is actually almost like a request. So I'm going to read it so that if you want to maybe comment or post in the Facebook group about it, if you do have advice concerning this, then you can go to the Facebook group and share that. Because I do know that this person is in the Facebook group. So this person says, On October 1st, I saw a human figure that I saw six years ago when I saw it When I saw it, I was alone, and it was no normal figure. Her eyes were disfigured, and she tried to choke me in the blackness. But I am scared because then the next night, my mother heard breathing, and my closet will have a piece of paper that has dye in red on it, and will get knocked on, but very quietly. What should I do? Um... Good lord. Move. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, seriously though. Um, so basically, this person is saying that they're seeing a human figure that they've seen in the past. It tried to choke them at night. And then this person's mom heard breathing. And then her closet, she found a piece of paper in her closet that says, Die, written in red ink. And then she heard knocking on her closet that was quiet. And she's really freaked out. I would be too. Yeah. I'd have a couple follow-up questions of Mm -hmm. if when you saw this entity, whatever it was, is this in the same house, same closet, you know, that you had seen it six years prior? You know, are you in the same place or did it... Basically, did it move with you or Mm -hmm. is it attached to the house? Yeah. I think after that, I would probably go with our tried and trues of uh, smudging either the whole house or just the specific room. If if the activity has only been in the specific room with that closet and whatnot... Um, mm-hmm. along with just putting the energy out there that this is my house now. I don't know who you are. I'm not, because it seems aggressive with the choking, uh, I would say, you know, putting that energy out there that this is my house now. You are not welcome here. I am not going to give you any of my energy. You cannot take any of my energy and you should really find someplace else to go. Yeah, kind of owning your space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what. Smudging is good, so I've been told. I'm going to warn you, though. When you use sage to smudge an area with, with the smoke and stuff, it smells like pot. <laughs> it smells terrible, True. actually. And you should probably disable your smoke alarms for the time being. You should definitely do that, or you (laughs) are going to set them off. (laughs) Yes. So just be warned if you go that route. Now, I tell you what I did, which you guys already know. 
I started putting crystals all over the house, like some kind of crystal or several of them in each room of my house. And um, based on what our crystal expert said that we had on a few episodes ago, I would agree that clear quartz crystal is good because it just clears the energy. And she said that amethyst promotes love, like a loving environment. So maybe clear quartz and amethyst crystal would be good to kind of just place throughout your home. I I know that that calmed things down for me and I can't explain it. I, I can't really tell you why it seemed to work, but it did. So... Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Yours, you didn't necessarily have any aggressors, though. True. That's you were true. just active. You know, you were, you're kind of like a highway. I have some kind of female energy that's been hanging around my house for probably the past month or two. And I know it's female because I've seen her a couple of times now. And she's starting to get on my nerves a little bit (laughs) because I'm seeing flashes of her throughout my house. Now it's increased to now I'm seeing her a couple of times a week, which is, is this the same one that was crying on your bed? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's the same one from a few months ago that was sitting crisscross applesauce on my bed crying, like looking sad. I don't know if she was crying, crying, but she looked forlorn. I do know at least, though, just from experience with my husband of of what to do in these types of situations when you have an aggressor is to not give in to them, essentially. Like, do not change your daily habits. Don't try and figure out who they are. Uh, Basically, you know, kind of that whole giving them a name gives them power. Um, you know, essentially just saying you claiming your space is, is going to be the big one and really putting out there that this is not okay. Your activity is not okay. If you're going to be here, you need to be nice. Otherwise go away. Play nice or go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So understand that we are not experts. We, we are just couple of people that have some experiences so don't think of our advice as the end all be all oh true but (laughs) but yeah that's that's the kind of stuff that we would do if we were in your situation so i hope it resolves i hope that you can feel comfortable in your home and keep us updated Mm -hmm. so i've got another one this one is from john And John says, once my family inherited a chair owned by P.T. Barnum. So cool. Yes, right? Well, you say that now, but wait until I finish. (laughs) Oh, okay. It says they encountered three full house fires where the houses were a full loss except for the chair. Oh. (laughs) He said that they donated it to a Barnum museum in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And since have not had another fire. Alrighty. John says we were given free lifetime passes of entry, which none of us have used. (laughs) (laughs) They do not want to see that chair. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
Three house fires. Good yeah. lord. Wow, that that could have been on our cursed objects episode. Definitely. That's kind of like that painting of that little mm-hmm. boy that was even the replicated paintings were causing house fires, mm-hmm. but the painting was untouched. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, I, a chair owned by P.T. Barnum. I wonder why it was cursed. Like, what did he do to it? Do we have time for one more? You want to read one I more? think we have time for one more. All right. You got me hooked. I need to know more. Okay, so this one is this this lady um, wants to be anonymous. So we're gonna we're gonna say this fine young woman. Um, she has sent us a story about the Hat Man because she listened to our Hat Man episode and then she was like, "Oh my gosh, I had that happen." I will say this because just earlier today I was reading uh, Facebook stories, not from our group, like a mm-hmm. clickbait article of number weird six will surprise you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there were so many stories about the hat man. I mean, this guy is seriously out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it interesting that I did a, an episode on hat man and then I've gotten several responses from people saying, yeah, that something similar happened to me or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And he's in like every culture too. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. So this one says, hi, I just found your podcast looking for a podcast about Gettysburg ghosts. Ooh, new episode idea. Just saying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now I'm hooked and going through every episode. After listening to your story about the hat man, I was reminded of a terrifying night that I had not long ago. I have always been plagued with what I call nightmares and sleep paralysis I try to laugh it off by excusing the experience that it was overexhaustion or something that I ate, just so it doesn't terrify me to my soul. On this night, I woke up from a deep sleep and saw a very tall black figure leaning over and watching me, and the room was much darker than normal. It was about three feet from me, completely black, no face, no hair, as if it had a black leotard on from head to toe. I'm getting American Horror Stories vibes. I was just going to say <laughs> yes, but that was leather, so. Yeah, yeah. Can't, yeah. Yeah. She says, I screamed and jumped over to my husband's side of the bed. I was not paralyzed. When I turned and looked at where my husband was sleeping, a smaller figure, or maybe it was the same figure, shrunk down, had, was crouched on my husband's chest. I screamed Ew. again. The dog, curled up at the bottom of my bed, never moved. My son came running into my room and asked if I was okay, and just like that, my bedroom brightened and everything was gone. So her husband didn't wake up and her dog didn't wake up? Hmm. It was like the darkness surrounded everybody. Hmm. It was like the room was a void. She says, I told everyone that I had just had a nightmare and everything was fine and they went back to bed, but I was terrified and I was not asleep when this happened. My experiences before have not been like this. When I was a child, I would talk with a floating head on my window blind 
that looked like the mirror on the wall from Snow White. I would call him Lumberjack. (laughs) Oh my good night. (laughs) He had a full beard and a plaid shirt, very non-threatening, and we would chat until I fell asleep. In my early 20s, when I was stressed out or in a bad situation, I would be visited by the cowboy who would appear by my bedside. I would wake up, see a man in his 20s or 30s dressed in cowboy attire with a cowboy hat, belt buckle, and boots. I would see him, scream, he would move to the doorway, and then disappear. I have never been so terrified as the night with this black figure. Oh my goodness. She just has quite the experiences. Right? I'm kind of wondering if she's not like me. You know, maybe these things are drawn to her. Sounds like it. Wow, that's intense. Lumberjack? I mean, I don't know, though. If you're feeling stressed and you get visited by a cowboy at night, I mean, there could be that could be an okay situation. <laughs> Relieve a little stress. <laughs> I'll go to your rodeo. Right? <laughs> Listen, (laughs) nothing like a little spooky thirst trap. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. She was scared by the cowboy. She was. She was. Which I probably would be, too, because I was, you know, stressed out and just some random dude shows up in my house. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to freak out at that, too. I mean, that, yeah, her hat man experience, though, that's intense. And then another creature or so, of some sort is sitting on her husband's chest. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I wonder, did her husband feel different at all when he woke up? Like, was he exhausted or feel drained or anything? Like, maybe know. it was sucking his life force out or something. Isn't that what they do? I mean, it depends on what type of entity it is. Like, if it's just like a little goblin, you know, running amok, <laughs> not necessarily. Yeah. Um, it also, like, it just sounds like her husband's chest was a perch for the entity to be sitting and staring. He wasn't, like, facing her husband, you know, hovering over him or anything like that. It was He was just sitting on him. Oh, okay. I read it like it was you know, sitting on him, like, I I guess I just filled in the blanks with my brain and was like, oh, well, it was leaning over and it was like staring into his face or something. Oh, and see, I heard it as she looked over and saw this thing sitting on her husband's chest, like looking at her kind of thing. Ah, let me find it. When I turned and looked at where my husband was sleeping, a smaller figure, or maybe it was the same figure shrunk down, was crouched on my husband's chest. That's all she says. <laughs> so yeah, maybe it was just kind of sitting there staring at her. I don't know. Wow. What an experience. I don't know how she slept after that. <laughs> at any point. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for um, submitting these stories. We love reading your stories. So if you're listening and these you were have... good ones. Yes, these were. If you have a cool experience like one of these that's happened to you, please email me at Cynthia at TrueHauntings.com and send me your stories. Just put story submission in the, in the subject line and 
Give it to me. I want to hear it. And just like with our Miss Anonymous, if you choose to remain anonymous, not a problem. Just make sure to put that in the header um, or somewhere in the story so that we don't accidentally read your name if if you choose to be anonymous. Yeah, we want to respect your If we don't see privacy. that, we're probably going to read your name. <laughs> All right. I guess this is it for this time, Kat. I think we've spooked everybody sufficiently. I'm spooked. Yeah. I'm spooked too. So you guys check out our links. If you want to go investigate some spooky links, there's some in the show notes and until next time we'll spook you later. Mm -hmm.